We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. John Rakumski. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling with the Basics. And right now, I, we pray that all of our listeners bear with us. We're using a different recording system and we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Even less idea well, that, than usual. Well, that's true. How, how would anyone tell? <laughs> we we never know. Good point, Matt. Good point. Uh, we do want to wish everyone, though, a, a very blessed Easter. Uh, we hope that everyone had a good Easter celebration. How about you, Matt? Did things go well for your worship this, this last weekend? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was wonderful, John. Yeah, thanks for asking. Just uh, beautiful Holy Week services. Um, and uh, you know, for our family personally... Uh, our son Noah was home from college, home from Concordia University in Chicago. So great to see him over the weekend too, and be in worship together, and and be able to to celebrate our Lord's resurrection. Uh, it was great. And and uh, we also want to say a word of thanks to our pastor, uh, Pastor Lyle Bittner. Uh, we had a wonderful Holy Weekend, and especially Easter morning, he had a beautiful, beautiful message about uh, uh, that Jesus is physically, bodily resurrected from the dead, uh, highlighting the fact that the women could actually hold on to his feet. And uh, it's kind of nice to know that all the loved ones who have departed from us, that someday we're going to see them. And I don't know that I want to hold on to their feet necessarily, but it will be nice to know that we can hold on to their hands and give them a good hug. Uh, what a wonderful blessing that Christianity gives to people for the life hereafter. But you and I aren't talking about Easter. We we found ourselves in the middle of another topic uh, that we want to continue on. Uh, and it was uh, about dealing with, with uh, suffering and struggles in life. Um, and we were dealing with the story of the man who was born blind. And, and Matt, if in summary... Could you share just briefly, you had a very important point, because the question that the disciples were asking is, who sinned, uh, this this man or his parents? And you suggested that's not the question we should ask in the face of suffering. But what question should we ask, Matt? Yeah, thanks, John. So the disciples are exactly right. Who sinned? Certainly someone's at fault, whether the parents or the man, uh, because he was born blind, so maybe maybe it was mom and dad who sinned. Uh, but the disciples ask who, not not the right question. Uh, and I also mentioned, we mentioned together, that uh, another question maybe that's the wrong one to ask. We probably don't ask who, but maybe we ask why, you know, in the midst of suffering. Why is this happening? Why is this suffering taking place? Why this sickness? Why this illness? Why this death? And just suggesting that maybe a better question to ask is, is how. Uh, how does God work through illness? How does God work through suffering? How does God work when things are bad? And really, that's that's what we see in this text, is Jesus says, this man didn't sin, neither did his parents, but it was that the works of God might be displayed in him. So how can God work through this suffering? Well, we that's what we're working on, we're unfolding right now, is how then does God work 
and show his mighty works in the life of this man. So, so, so again, probably not helpful to ask who sinned, not helpful to ask why, but rather how is God going to show his glory through whatever the struggle and trial is? Uh, I, I would add another question to ask is how can we uh, be of love and care for the people that are struggling and suffering? Because, you know, God might just be showing his glory through us and through our acts of love. So that's another good question to ask. And we pick up the story, but, but I, want to, I want to go back to something we talked about last week. So Jesus, obviously, you ask how God is showing his glory. He's trying to give people faith. All right, that's the whole program. And to give faith to the blind man, to give faith to all the people that saw the blind man go down to the, the, the pool uh, and, and wash. Uh, um, and he's also trying to give faith to the Pharisees of all things, but they won't believe. Um, and, and that's the question we left at the end of last week's episode. Why is that? Matt, do you have any insights into that? Why is it that the Pharisees won't believe? And I, I have a thought that I want to share, but you first. Well, I think in this particular case, I mean, they just, they can't see the forest through the trees. You know, they're, they're more worried about Jesus breaking a Sabbath day law um, healing someone on the Sabbath, making mud on the Sabbath, kneading something uh, on the Sabbath, then they are, they, they, they're so concerned about that, they kind of miss the fact that like, this guy just healed someone. <laughs> A man born blind was healed. Um, and they're of greater concern as well. The Sabbath was broken. And so they are, are, they are preoccupied with the law keeping. And, and again, we want to emphasize it's not just the, the Ten Commandments, but also these other added laws that the Pharisees and other uh, other religious leaders, right, in Judaism had added. Um, and they're more concerned about that than they are about the fact that you know, there was a man that was born blind, and he can see now, and Jesus is the one who did it. So it's it's about, uh, for them, it's, it's more about, you know, keeping the law, even man-made laws, and keeping their place, too, their place of authority um, within uh, you know, Judaism as well. Yeah, and, and I, I would add, I think part of the problem is that they, they have the same misunderstanding that a lot of people do, and that is that faith is something that we have to do. And, and, and so, so you're right that they're weighing the evidence and, and they're weighing that against the fact that Jesus doesn't seem to be keeping the laws of Moses. And, of course, we're disciples of Moses, they say. But, but see, that's the problem. As long as you look at faith as something that you have to figure out, some kind of decision you have to make. And, of course, they do argue about it back and forth. But, but you'll never get to faith that way. Uh, faith is something that God gives you. Uh, and that that's the thing you have to understand from the get-go. You're not going to figure this out. You're not going to be the result of your understanding. Uh, the fact of the matter is we confess as Lutherans that we cannot believe or come to the Lord Jesus Christ on our own. But it's simply a thing that God gives us. And we certainly will see this in the case of the man born blind. And I'm going to ask you a really strange question here. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm so befuddled. I was working on my taxes before we started recording, and then the, then the recording <laughs> thing wouldn't work right. Said we didn't have correct emails and stuff. What chapter sure. are we in? <laughs> <laughs> we are in chapter nine of the Gospel okay, of John. Okay, I was close. So John chapter. I'm, nine. I'm in chapter eleven. Yeah. I'll scroll back to chapter. Were you were you released in the new? You were released in the new Testament. Yeah, I, I had the gospel. I had the gospel right. All right, there we go. Now. <laughs> Um, all right, 
No since, problem. Since we're, since we're off track already, should we mention Sherathon? Oh, I can't why don't we? That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to remind you that if you if you like Wrestling with the Basics, <laughs> or even if you don't like Wrestling with the Basics, but you like other things that are on KFEO, either live on the radio, or you can, of course, listen to this on the Internet, which is where most people listen to us in the podcast, uh, on April and again, Matt, what were the dates? Twenty, Yeah, 27 and 29. <laughs> yeah, that's their annual fundraiser. So please consider making a donation on those dates. That, again, is April 27th through 29th. Uh, you can go online during those dates. You can listen on the radio during those dates. And there will be plenty of opportunities for you to make a gift and support the ministry of uh, uh, KFUO and of Wrestling with the Basics. Um all right, now back to our subject, but thank you for reminding us we needed to do that commercial. So here's the next question I want to ask you. We have the, the parents brought in. We have the parents brought in, and yes. we read that text last week. Um, maybe we should read that text again, Matt. Do you, do you probably have your Bible open, don't you? I'm ready to yeah. go, John. Tell me what so you want. Let's just what read verses? Uh, verses 20 through 23. 20 through 23. Okay. Okay. So they're questioning the parents, and his his parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, for he's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, ask him. He's of age. So what do you make of this, Matt? What do you make of this? Uh, my, my thought is, obviously, Jesus wants to give the parents faith. In fact, I, I think they have to have a little faith, don't you? I mean, they know that their son was born blind. And, and now to know that he has been given sight, I, I, how could they not be, you know, the, the beginning of faith, at least there, to know that Jesus has done such a great thing for their son. But what's what's the problem here? Or how do you, how, what, what are we supposed to learn from these parents? I guess that's my, my uh, uh, question. Yeah, I, you know, I really, <laughs> they seem like they throw their son under the bus, yeah. right? You know, they, they're fearful, and I think they're acting out of fear. Um, they're fearful that they're going to be thrown out of the synagogue. Um, and instead of them themselves being thrown out, they say, well, ask, this, ask our son. You know, he's of age. Um, so they really kind of pass the buck, I think, on this one. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess to put the best construction on it, um, they don't want to be thrown out of the synagogue. They don't want to be separated maybe from hearing God's word. Okay, that's the kind of put the best construction on it. They don't want to be separated from that worshiping community. Uh, and that's what the Jews had threatened. So before we're too hard on, on mom and dad here, maybe, you know, the fault lies with the Jews. And, and again, even making threats that, you know, if anyone— uh, if anyone follows Jesus, confesses Jesus to be the Christ, in other words, the Messiah, the anointed one, they're out. They're thrown out. Uh, and the parents, they seem to value being a part of that community and that place of worship. And so they, they pass the buck. And and I think we also need to remind our listeners, this is this is not like getting excommunicated from the church today. Now, and of course, as Lutherans, we, we believe that's a really big deal because we don't just kick people out of an earthly institution. Uh, we believe the, the act of excommunication is actually to cast someone out of the, the, the kingdom of God, which is why we don't do it very often, okay, uh, because it is 
such a powerful, powerful thing. But but in these days, if you were kicked out of the synagogue, you literally lost your entire family relationship uh, because it would be kind of like being shunned by the Amish. See, there isn't alternatives here. If you get excommunicated from one church, you don't just go to another church. There is only one uh, gathering. There is just the one synagogue. There is just the Jewish faith. And if, if you're cast out of that, then you can't have anything to do with your family. Your friends won't have anything to do with you. I, w- I was thinking it'd be kind of like being a leper, only worse, because the lepers probably wouldn't have anything to do with you either. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So that's a pretty a pretty heavy concern, and we can see why they, uh, well, like you say, they they kind of throw their son under the bus. I, I think there's a parallel with with the sower, the seed. Remember where the seed falls on the rock, and and it it it, it grows, it grows immediately. But since there's no possibility of root, then it just it just dies off. Uh, and that's what Jesus says in, in the time of, of uh, uh, you know, persecution and and uh, all of that. Uh, then then the fade grows away, and that's what's happening with these parents. Uh, but again, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I, not that we would be judgmental. Again, I think it points back to the fact that that faith is something that God has to give us, and, and certainly uh, times of persecution show us how weak our human. Uh, faith and choices but you know uh, my, my thought always has been as a sower you just throw the gospel out again and maybe this time it'll fall on good soil and maybe the situations and times will be such that that faith will grow and prosper but certainly it's a thing that the parents are struggling with here in this particular text yeah and yeah yeah and you i wonder too if the parents maybe thought that the same thing the disciples thought that maybe someone sinned here and i wonder if they think I don't know. The text doesn't say, but I wonder if they thought, well, maybe our son did something wrong. <laughs> maybe he did sin. You wonder how, what kind of relationship do these parents have with their son? And and I'm I'm just speculating, but you kind of wonder about that too. Well, and, and uh, you know, I, that's a good speculation because we do do that, don't we? Even though we know, even though we know that, that, that trials and troubles come because of sin, all right, not just the parents' sin, not just the the blind man's sin, but just sin in general. That that's why all struggles and trials come because of sin. But it's not just one specific thing uh, that one person did or, or didn't do. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah, it may very well be. It may very well be. Uh, and, and again, I think it's a lesson to us that you just got to go back to Jesus. You just got to go back to Jesus. There will be no faith. The, the, the struggles and trials that we have in this world would simply overwhelm our human flesh if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. And that brings us up to the really neat part of this story as we continue to read the end of it. Uh, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it, Matt? Well, I can read it, John. Uh, what do well, you want to read? Well, I don't know. <laughs> where did we end up? <laughs> Let, let's jump down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, verse 35 to the, to the end of the story. That would be fine with me. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, Okay. so they, they cast out the, the man born blind again. Uh, Jesus heard that they cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him. And it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment, I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who uh, and those who see may become blind. 
Some of the Pharisees near him heard him say these things, and they said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, we see, your guilt remains. So, so here's why I, I, we had to come to these verses and, and get at them really quick. Because I believe, I said, if not once, twice, that we have to come to Jesus. <laughs> and, and then I realized, yeah, that's not how that works either. <laughs> that it's Jesus who's, who's coming to us. And so we got this blind man, and he still doesn't understand who Jesus is completely. We talked about that last week. It's growing. The faith is growing. He's a man. He's a prophet. He's uh, he's someone who deserves disciples. Uh, um, but the real faith really starts cooking when Jesus comes to him. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that we need to remember when we're struggling with our faith because of trials and suffering, I think we should say, yeah, I guess that's what I would do as a sinner. That's probably not a surprise at all that I'm struggling. And and then just remember uh, that the Lord Jesus is coming to you to do what you couldn't possibly do on your own. So when you preached on this, Matt, what, what did you have to say about these closing verses? Yeah, so I, I think that's beautiful. That's a good point, John. You know, in, in verse 35, that Jesus comes and finds him. That's that's pretty neat. That's a neat insight. I like that. Um, but yeah, again, you see this progression of faith, this progression of understanding, I think, on the part of this man. You know, already in the text, he acknowledged Jesus is a prophet. All right. He already confessed that Jesus must be sent by God. But now he's worshiping Jesus. And it seems like he worships Jesus uh, as Lord, as the Son of Man. Um, so this is, you know, in many ways, this is the greater miracle, right? Um, Jesus had already given physical sight to a man born blind. That's that's a great miracle, no doubt about it. No one's ever done that before, especially someone who's born blind, now able to see. But even more importantly, and even greater, he gives spiritual sight to see Jesus as exactly who he is, to see Jesus as Lord, to see him as the Christ. Um, and I, I think that's, that's amazing in our lives, too, because we may not have been healed of, of blindness, right, John? No. You and I have been blessed with sight, uh, but we have been healed of that greater um, sickness of sin. Jesus, the same Savior, uh, has given us that spiritual healing uh, through his, his word. I think it's through water and the word, you know, uh, through baptism. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this, you know, as great as that healing is, Man born blind, this is the greater miracle, really, is the faith that God creates in this man, that he now worships Jesus as who he is, the Son of God. And man. we really need to highlight that word, worship. That is really a special word in the Holy Scripture because it is it is reserved for God. Uh, you, you don't worship your pastor. You, you don't worship uh, kings or presidents. Uh, so you're right. When it says he worshipped him, that's a really profound statement. And I, I love the phrase before that. He says, Lord, I believe. <laughs> isn't that an incredible thing? But again, isn't it neat that he only reaches that point, that highness of faith, that greatness of faith, when Jesus comes to him. Uh, uh, and, and I just love that because sometimes we we don't, it's hard for us to come to Jesus. And sometimes we feel like we've wandered away from him. And I think it's just so important for us to remember that we probably have. We, we, we do that. That's what we do. We're sinners. But you need to know that just like the shepherd, right? If a sheep wanders away, what's the shepherd do, Matt? 
Yeah, go out and find it. Bring it back That's to right. the farm. And he doesn't stop looking. He never stops looking until he puts him on his shoulders and brings him back. Which is why I think that, that the final comment in, in this passage is really important too. Where, where the Pharisees ask, are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. What, what, what do you think about that, Matt? Oh, yeah, well, it, it, to admit our blindness, our spiritual blindness, uh, is key. You know, sadly, the Pharisees think they can, they can see there's nothing wrong with them. We don't, we don't need that kind of forgiveness, that kind of um, restoration, spiritual restoration that, that Jesus gave the man blind. Out of pride, I think is maybe the key word here, they, they don't see a need for healing for themselves. Uh, and yet, they certainly have that sickness of sin, and so their sin remains. Boy, Matt, I, boy, the, the Spirit really led you to, to use the word pride there. Because, you know, earlier we were wrestling with, well, why don't the Pharisees believe? My goodness, they had this wonderful sign done right in front of them, a man born blind, given sight. Uh, and I suggested part of the problem is because they think faith is something they do. It's not a gift. But 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 yeah. I, I think you highlight the other problem. That they think they already have faith, don't they? I mean, they're, they're as religious and holy as a person can get. In fact, more than 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 most people. And, and of course, yeah, as long as you see really well, then I guess you don't need someone to give you sight, especially spiritual sight. So, man, thanks for for mentioning that because yeah, there's the other problem. If you think you see, you will remain spiritually blind. Uh, it's when you realize, man, it's so hard for us to understand how God is working in our struggles and trials. It's just so confusing to us, yeah. and it does leave us with all kinds of questions. Yeah. We're asking the why again, and, and and we just need to go back to the how, and how does God show his glory? He, he comes to us. He comes to us, like you said, in baptism. He comes to us in the Holy Supper. He comes to us certainly through his Holy Scripture. And, and the thing he tells us in all of those things is really simple. And it's just, I love you, and I forgive you. And all your struggles and your trials doesn't change that. That's the crucial thing to know, that uh, if we've got arthritis, God loves the arthritic you. He loves you that are struggling with cancer. He loves uh, you that are depressed. Uh, none of those things can stop you from the love that Jesus Christ has for us. Um well, Matt, I, I, I hope this has been helpful for our listeners, especially our listeners that are struggling with all kinds of different trials. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Anything you want to say to kind of wrap this all up, Matt? Yeah, I think just to, to hang on to those promises of God in the midst of suffering. I think of Romans 8. Uh, we know that all that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who have been called according to his purpose. And, and as you were saying, John, you know, how might God work through the suffering? Um, how might he work good out of it? You know, does he create and sustain faith through that suffering and through perhaps the, the, the word of the gospel that's shared in the midst of it? Um, you know, does he give us an opportunity to witness to others, uh, you know, in the midst of our suffering? What a powerful witness that is to share our hope in Christ. Um, or does he give us just a, a, a greater compassion maybe for others who suffer? Uh, all those different ways that God can work good through suffering. Uh, and like you said, John, Romans 8, is also that chapter that says nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, right? Not hardships or troubles or nakedness or danger, and not those other things you mentioned, not arthritis, not cancer, not even death, uh, can separate us from the love of God. And, and that last thing, 
you know, we, we so want healing. We so want blessings here and now. And, and God grants that. He does that all the time. There's not a single person that is healed in this world that is not healed by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Uh, again, we've talked about the fact he uses means, he uses doctors, he uses medicine. But in the final analysis, it's Jesus that brings all this earthly healing. But none of that has any permanency. I don't care if you're born blind, you're still going to die. And that eyesight will be gone as soon as you die. But as you said before, God has given us a greater eyesight, the spiritual eyesight, the eyesight that rejoices in the fact, as we said earlier, there's a bodily resurrection. There's a life after this, and it's a life that will go on eternally with Jesus, with our loved ones. This has been Wrestling with the Basics.